Welcome to Fright Night Minute, a daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie Fright Night, one minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Len. I'm Christina. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, this is Minute 27. It begins with Charlie heading down the stairs and ends with Judy finally getting Jerry in her bedroom. Uh, (laughs) I can relate. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Charlie uh, advances slowly to the upper landing and then heads down the stairs, keeping his eye on the, the living room. And there's some definite squeaking going on. Mm-hmm. And like we were talking about that, you know, it could be a bat. Uh, it could also be these these tree branches. I was thinking that Charlie was also thinking, well, oh, that's the sound my dad used to make whenever he'd see a chalkboard. <laughs> Just, like we never wanted him to come to parent-teacher conferences. He was the worst. Embarrassing, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has there ever been a time when you guys have uh, heard like strange noises in the night like do you what would be your go-to would you is there a weapon that you have near your bed or anything like that that uh like if you started hearing thumping on the roof and uh scratching at a window like what would be your plan um well i would turn to my husband and i would say i'm gonna need you to go check that out <laughs> <laughs> canary in the coal mine <laughs> yes. Um, but this one time, this crazy thing happened to me. I was watching um, documentaries on this is crazy people who had like lived in people's homes without them knowing, like in the walls and ceilings. Uh-huh. And oh. while they would cut, like some, there were some murders that happened. And I swear to God, it was really snowy because I live in Michigan, right? So it's really snowy a lot. And um, I heard like a like on my walls. And now, like, I, it was right when I was watching it, it was crazy. I realized it was probably, like, reverberation off the snow. My window was open, right? But it was a good, it was a good scare. And I really, what, I, what would I do? I would just stand there and be terrified because that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, you never know how you're going to react to real fear until you react, right? All right, so we flashed upstairs and uh, we see Judy getting kind of adjusted in her sleep. I wrote this whole thing about, is it just me or is she looking good? And I'm just going to skip past that. <laughs> <laughs> then we get the uh, bow and uh, holy, holy shit. Jerry is in Judy's room. He he came through the window. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so scary. I, I think that was my first crash it when I was just very little in the 80s. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I remember it. I'm like, mom, Yeah. I'm pretty sure Melissa Etheridge wrote a song about Jerry Dandridge. Um, (laughs) Boo. Come on. That was good. (laughs) All right. Uh, (laughs) Edit. Uh, So this is the part that I love to do, and uh, it's to break Len's heart. If you haven't noticed this before, Christina, I might break yours too. Uh, And, you know, I break his heart by telling him things about the movie that might not be perfect. (laughs) And that first shot of Jerry in Judy's room is actually in Charlie's room. (laughs) 
He's advancing and looking down, and it gives the illusion that Jerry is looking down on Judy's bed, but there is a car poster behind him. And uh, we'll be talking about that moment in an upcoming minute this week. (laughs) What the? I didn't notice. I did not notice. Yeah, continuity error. Holy cow. I I was so fixated on the smolder that nothing else registered. <laughs> and I think I've seen that movie like a thousand times, so that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I hadn't realized it too, and I just started looking up things online and then I you know it was pointed out for me, and now I can't unsee it, so I'm sorry. No, that's okay. It's just interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, it works if we didn't, if we super fans have not picked up on it, then it's not like, you right. know, they, they were judicious, they picked it well. Uh-huh. Now, there's something that super fans might have picked up on, but uh, I never really picked up on. And Tom Holland actually talks about how people, he didn't get the reaction he wanted from this next shot, which is Jerry walks across the room and uh, he's not in uh, Judy's giant mirror. Yeah. You know what? I was thinking about it this time around, and I it felt like I had noticed it for the first time, too. And I have seen this movie thousands of times. But I think because of it's the, oh, shit, he's in the house. Yeah. You're not really thinking about the mirror. And it's not until later. the I mean, it's fine to spoil this, you know, 30-year-old movie or whatever. But uh, the mirror becomes important later in the movie, and we're focused on that specifically. Um, with Peter Vincent in the house and everything. Uh, so the mirror becomes important to the lore and everything like that later on uh so you're not really thinking about it yet i don't think uh evil ed just gave us the, the ways to kill a vampire but i don't think that they don't cast a reflection has been brought up in the movie yet uh so, so no. we're not really, as an audience i don't think we're really thinking about it you know and vampire lore changes from film to film I think that's part of the reason why maybe I never noticed. You know, when I watched it up until recently, I didn't notice it either. But it did feel like something was wrong about the scene. Like something was not right. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And it was right before my eyes that that effect didn't really work for me. And so by trade, I'm a sign language interpreter. And I've interpreted um, Fright Night panels maybe six or seven times. Oh, wow. So I have heard the story again and again. Tom say that he hates that moment because it didn't work. And um, it's interesting to hear it from his perspective. I don't think it particularly works myself because it I, maybe the, just the technology really wasn't there yet. But it, it's funny how we forgave it. And and I'm just like, oh, okay, he's just walking. And didn't even it didn't even register. You're right. Yeah. It's weird. It's very weird. Yeah, I have a quote from Tom. He says, it doesn't work. The audience never notices it because I framed it badly. Your eye never notices it. I should have cut in tighter. And Tom's a perfectionist and he's probably going to harp on it until the day he dies, <laughs> which makes sense for him because the rest of the movie is like, it's fine. We're going to forgive it. It's it's totally okay. I feel kind of dumb not noticing it because it's a giant mirror. <laughs> and especially in the next minute where the door opens, I'm like, why did I not notice that? That bright light shining through and uh, it's not in the mirror he's not in the mirror at all <laughs> i'm gonna take tom's word for it because he's he's really good at this uh-huh. that perhaps wasn't framed well for us to pick it up i don't know i mean i noticed it eventually but it took like 15 years <laughs> right i also have another quote from tom i i did a lot of uh reading old 80s magazines and the uh fright night wiki on online and i found a, a great quote about vampires from uh, Tom from Cinefantastique from October 85. And, you know, this is right after the movie was released and he's just talking about it. And he says, uh, the last gasp of the genre was the parody Love at First Bite, he noted with scorn, it says. 
<laughs> the hunger was so ashamed of its genre that it even, didn't even mention the word vampire. They were terrified of it. This film is the first modern retelling that takes, stays faithful to the conventions of the myth. The vampire is very contemporary, but still subject to the laws of the genre. So, And he still talks just like that, I feel like. Yeah. So I think that's uh, all about all we got this week. Uh, we've talked a, a little bit of time about this minute. You guys have anything else you wanted to talk about this minute? Anything we skipped or? No, it's a good minute. Good minute. <laughs> minute. All right, Christina, do you want to um, plug your stuff? Um, well, so I guess you should just go check out "You're So Cool, Brewster: The Story of Fright Night." Right, it's great. Give yourself three or four hours, but it's great. <laughs> yep. All right, well, I think it's time to put a stake in this one. Please follow us on Twitter at Fright Night Men. Send your feedback to FrightNightMinute at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, I'm Robin. I'm Len. I'm Christina. Thanks for listening. Have a Fright Night, everyone. (laughs) He's a vampire. A what? (laughs) You're so cool, bro.